I'm Hallie Labonte welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills Podcast, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them as well. And boy, they will bless you. You better believe it. We've got so many awesome people at Twin Hills. It just has to be a God thing. He is so faithful. You know what? When Barnabas had to peace out, Paul hit the road with Silas. And I'm not alone in my little road to Tarsus here. I'm joined, as always, by my very own Silas. Hey, welcome, Gray Haas. Hey, Hallie. How you doing? Well, what's been going on in Climax? What's happening in your ministry? Oh, we had an awesome this week. Uh, we had a great activity week this week. We went to Wheels of Wonder, which is a, a roller skating rink. And we took all the kids. We had about 150 kids that we took down to Wheels of Wonder. And, uh, we, you know, every time we do an activity, I like to, t- I like to also have a teaching moment. Yeah. So what we did is I said, hey... Uh, a lot of people are talking about identity right now. Oh. Like, how do I identify? Yeah. Hashtag identity. Yeah. So I said, um, hey, we're going to talk about identity today. And so first we had, hey, do you identify as a boy? You skate. Uh-huh. All the boys went out and skated. Boy skate. Yeah. So then I said, hey, do you identify as a girl? I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then we had all the girls skate. Okay. And then I said, hey. Oh. Who identifies as a Christian? And everybody got out there and <gasps> skated. So it was really cool just to see how people are thinking about how they define themselves. Uh, because, uh, and actually, there was one kid who didn't go out for the Christian skate. And I said, um, Hey, Taylor. Uh, what's going on? And he said, well, I can't because I've got inline skates and they didn't, they don't let inline skates go out uh, during roller skating because apparently it scuffs up the floor. And I just said, Hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you break the rules this one time. You can get out there and skate with Christians because I just didn't want him to feel left out. You know? Well, sure. Were you thinking maybe he wasn't a believer there for a second? Yeah, totally. It was the first thing in my mind, but I knew he was because I, well, uh, he was wearing, um, a really cool shirt that has sort of a distressed uh, cross on it. And, um, yeah, I knew I knew he had to be Christian. It was, but but it was more because of his, the type of skates he was wearing. Oh, well, that's so neat that you can make something relevant. You know, that's what people are talking about, and you can use it as a teaching metaphor. Absolutely. I think how, that's so how neat. Was your week, Helen? <gasps> well, okay, it was me and Lance's anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah we got married in the winter. Okay. You know, you know, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't do that, but you know what? Well, we were waiting for marriage, and so we were ready to get to it. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So sometimes the dead of winter is the time you've got to do it. Yeah, we were ready to go. So we got married. We had a winter wedding. So it was so fun. We took a train to Chicago and then we went over. He loves Notre Dame so much. You know, he likes the Notre Dame football. Sure. And they're not having football right now, but he wanted to go over to the grotto because they have a grotto where you can pray. Oh, awesome. That's so neat. You go and you can um, make a little candle. Now, these are Catholics, but, you know, it's still you know sort of the same God. You know, it is the same God. But even though some people, you know, a lot of evangelicals think that the Catholics are wolves in sheep's clothing, but they get a lot right. You know, they like Jesus. Sure. And, and yeah, so, they, they get about 20 to 30 percent right. That's right. So we went over the, to the grotto. It was real neat. And then we were trying to catch the train back down here to Indy. And um, but we had got mixed up because we had to catch the train in Michigan City. And you get confused because we'd been over in Chicago, so we could do some shopping. We went to the chocolate place in Chicago. We went to Water Tower. We did all that. And then we come over to Michigan City to get on the train. And a lot of people don't realize Michigan City's in Indiana. And there was a time change. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a time change from getting to Chicago to getting to Michigan City. Anyway, so we got there an hour early because we were going to, and anyway, and it was a Sunday. And so the station was closed. And so we're standing on the platform, we're getting kind of cold, and we're like, oh, once we figured out the time change, we said, we're going to be freezing. And we were like, how far away was that McDonald's we passed? Well, what are we going to do? And so we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And Lance, he started to feel kind of weird because we'd eaten at the Cheesecake Factory. And he said, I think maybe, you know, he's paleo. 
Right. And he said, I might have gotten some sugar, some dairy or something. I'm not feeling so good. My stomach is churning. I can hear it. And so we go over to the train station. It's all locked up. It's a Sunday. Nobody's there. Try, I'm, I'm even getting windows because I think it's desperate. So then he just goes over into, he's going through the parking lot. He's like, can I hide behind a car? His stomach's about to explode. His bowels are about to positively explode. He goes into the woods. Oh, and the no. woods, the woods in the parking lot is probably only 12 feet wide. It's not a deep woods. No, no. There's it, basically no woods in Michigan City at all. Right. Just a few So bushes. there's like, yeah, there's cars on the other side. He's just in these. And I'm like, Lance, what are you going to do? I'm going through my purse. I'm seeing I don't have any tissues at all. He's like, I used a dry leaf, but the dry leaf was sticking to all the wet part. He was a disaster. Oh. And then he has to sit like that. For till the train comes. Now we have 50 minutes till the train comes. By the time the train comes, we jump on. He runs in because these trains have the um, bathrooms on them. He runs in. I can hear him in the bathroom going, ow, there's no tissue in the bathroom. He can't even clean up. Then the train starts moving and it's going in the wrong direction. We got on the wrong train. Oh, that is (sighs) just so. And I mean, is there a silver lining to this story at all? Because it just feels like it could... I mean, is there, you know, sometimes you've got to, even when things, it seems like every turn, something bad is happening. Yeah. But maybe, maybe there's a God thing sort of hidden in the silver lining. You know what? We were talking about that because it was really uncomfortable once we got back on the right train and we headed down to Indy. You know, he started to not smell so good and he was uncomfortable. And I said, you know what, Lance, I'm with you and I'm not even going to change seats. And we realized that, you know, it's not about the anniversary. It's not about the bathrooms being open. It's about the marriage. You know what? I think that's what it is that's then. Right. You know, that Isn't you were that right? together when that yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's about all I can think of that would maybe be a teachable moment. And that's right. Well, I'll tell you what. You you know it's love when your husband has a hot steamer in the woods and then you got to sit by him on the train for go in the wrong direction for a solid hour before you can turn around. Amen. Amen. So we're going to move on to Too Anointed to be Disappointed, where we get to meet our guest today. I'm so excited about this fella. His name is Tim Middleman, and he runs the Wings of Faith Ministry. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Tim. How are you doing? Hey, do I talk now? <laughs> yes, you do. Right into the microphone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's too close. <laughs> That's, That's perfect. Too close. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. All right. Well, yeah. Hi. Uh, 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 Tim, it's wonderful to have you. Tim uh, Tim does a ministry here that is, uh, I, I would imagine, one of the more uh, unusual ministries of, of any church in the country. Uh, it's 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 called Wings of Faith. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Uh, well, Wings of Faith is a, a group of private pilots of various different uh, ratings. Uh, there's very few prerequisites other than your private pilot license and your will to fly. Uh, and we're a group of pilots that we 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 take our faith. Uh, to to small various airports and places that are only accessible to small various airports as well as in the sky. Oh, that is awesome. It's just a way of getting closer uh, to he with a capital A. That's right. Wow. Now, now you say you have various ratings. Now, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean some are better flies than others? Oh, I I don't like to say better or worse. I will say that uh, you, you, if you put in more time, you get more ratings. You get an instrument oh, rating or oh, a multi-engine okay. rating or a tail dragger endorsement or anything. Yeah. A lot of us fly just the basics, not too many fancy planes with us. I'm 73 and never never gotten more than a 152, you know. Oh. Of course. 
So you got to get your hours, kind of like a therapist has to do therapy for 3,000 hours before they can be certified. Yeah, sure. And we'll take we'll take pastors from one place to the other. You know, sometimes oh, these so cool. guys, they don't want to go directly into, you know, the major airports. Yeah. And we can take them into these small, tiny little teensy towns and we can drop them off and they can deliver the sermon of God to just about anyone who want to listen. Oh, isn't that neat? Now, now Tim, I've got to ask this because... I don't have a fear of flying, but when I look at a small plane, yeah. sometimes I get a bit a bit nervous yeah. because I'm thinking, okay, if it got a bit windy or if it got a bit rainy, maybe that, that plane is going to have some difficulty. Have you ever had a situation where you get a bit scared of what's going on when you're in the sky? Well, sh- sure, but... Uh, let, uh, uh, you, you you should feel you know good about your your faith because of course I've had some hairy situations and just about everyone in the in the wings of faith have had hairy situations but you know what's gotten me through it is obviously the the knowledge and expertise of flying an airplane and knowing what to do in certain emergency situations but also my faith in God oh, I remember one time we were going into oh geez Monument Valley. Uh, for a sermon to the Navajo over there, they Ooh. were wondering about the one true Christian God, sure. or at least they, if they weren't formally uh, wondering about it, we were going to just let them know some of the key facts. Sure. So I was flying down a couple of uh, a, a father-son duo, and uh, we were uh, about to land in the private airport. There's got a terrific wind shear, which is, well, that's kind of like the the hand of God via wind pushing your airplane down. Wow. And uh, just as we were about to crash, I said, you know what? I don't think this is the hand of God. This is the devil. Wow. And the devil's trying to drag me under. And I said, no way. So I rode the flaps full power, propped to full forward. And guess what? I got out of there. <gasps> oh, so you, ne- you never actually got to meet the Navajo. No, oh, no, we were bad. not able to land. I, I thought about trying again, but uh, no, those, those people are, are poor, poor, unfortunate yeah, souls. That's, that's right. Too and bad, they always it? have been. Yeah, they well, really have. It's too bad you couldn't circle back at some other time. Did you ever think about going back? Well, I did think about I'm sorry, and uh, if you'd like, we can refill. Is that a uh, a jar of uh, clam chowder? Yeah, it's a jar, a jar of clam chowder, New England clam chowder. New okay. England, of course, is the white, uh, and it's extra creamy. I brought my own. I hope you don't mind. Okay, no, that's Do you fine. have extra? Oh, we do. Because then uh, I won't, I won't ration it out. I'll just gobble up the uh, whole. Thing. I'm sure you know. Up in the up in Manor, we probably do have. Uh, they they great, probably, but they but I, I love that you brought your own. Yeah, that's good. Did you miss lunch? Oh, look, you don't even use a spoon. Oh, why? You why? just tip the soup it's just, bowl. It's super oh. sloppy. You can, wow. You can drink it like a, yeah. like a glass. Save the silverware. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's so neat. But yeah, well, we did think about circling back with pamphlets, but, you know, we didn't want to have any of them, you know, go astray, and then you're littering. 
Yeah. You know, that oh, yeah, that is true. I never thought about littering because sometimes in the outback, what they would do to spread a message, uh, a lot of time it was about a fire or um, some kind of uh, land war. But what they would do is uh, they would go around in a helicopter and they would drop pamphlets from the sky and the pamphlets would all come down and uh, the people in the outback would pick up a pamphlet and then they would know it was on it. Of course, yeah. if they got burned in the fire, they, they would probably probably too late but maybe next time you could put some pamphlets down. well i mean we did one better uh yeah we did one better in 1999 uh, we took a cessna caravan and we went over uh we went over oh shoot grass valley in northern california and we dropped a, a stick of about eight guys and parachutes and they went down awesome. and yeah they formed a cross and the skydive, you know how you do that? Absolutely. Whatever, aerial Isn't acrobatics or something. Yeah. It was beautiful to watch. Uh, sad thing was we were circling around trying to get a good camera angle because it was also being filmed. And uh, we got too close and we did chop one of them up. Okay. <gasps> we chopped up one of those sweet boys, the youngest one. In a propeller? 13 years old. Okay. And he, nothing but, you know, mess. Nothing oh. for the casket, huh? Nothing for the casket. Wow. Uh, and the rest of them, in shock, forgot to pull their parachutes and they plummeted to their death. And, you know, I'm trying to also find a silver lining in that because, you uh, know, it seems like it could be a God thing that you're getting a couple different messages. At least you got a cross message when you when you first look up, but then when you when you have some blood or maybe some death also coming down, you're thinking, okay, well... Uh, there, yeah. there is death associated with sure. the cross, with the and cross. if you don't understand the relationship between life, life and death, you don't actually understand the relationship that Jesus had with the cross. Well, also silver lining here is, uh, as I said, we were filming it. So oh, later course, on, yeah. we were approached by a website called LiveLeaks.com, and they ended up purchasing the footage and airing, distributing it through whatever service they have. But I was able to uh, finally uh, renovate my bathroom. That is fantastic. So I got a new tub. And then wow. So God, does, God blessed me with a new bathroom. That's right. And you know what? At least those people died doing something they loved. You know what I mean? That's true. That's the best we can hope for. That's true. I, <laughs> I pray mean, for them every single day. And actually, they visit me a lot of the time at night in my dreams. Oh, so, really? So are you married? Uh, it's, been, it's been 16 years now since Shirley uh, departed. Oh, she, how'd she pass? She passed away on a cruise ship. Oh, she was rolling them bones in the casino. You know how it is. Yeah, Uh, I told her, "Don't gambling's for the devil, man." Yeah, you know it's not for us. That's right. For us, by us, it's for them, for them, by them. Uh, But she went down there anyway, secret, unbeknownst to me. Oh, you're sleeping. I was. Oh no, I was eating. I was eating crepes. Oh. oh, oh! I love crepes. If you've ever been on a cruise, say you have nonstop crepes. Oh, they'll just make them right there by you. You go up, you say, "Can I have a crepe?" And you've got one. Isn't that neat? Do you remember what was in your crepe? Was it a cheese? I keep what? it simple: a lemon and sugar. Ooh. Oh, that is wow. nice. Yeah, I roll it up and I eat it like a burrito. Oh, that's great! I love a savory and a sweet together. I do too. Thank now, you. What were we Thank talking you. about? 
It doesn't matter. Uh, I was going to go back to the cross imagery because I just really, you said that haunted you in your dreams. And I just, I would, I would love for, you know, you to just lay that at the foot of the cross and, and, and let Jesus kind of, you know, let it be washed in the blood because the fact of the matter is they were making a cross and a cross is a real bloody image that a cross symbolizes death. I think a lot of times we think it's a neat piece of jewelry, but you know, it's, it's, it's so. I agree. And I've tried, you know, I've got, you know, every time I go to church, I bring it up. You know, I bring it up with anyone who'll listen. I mean, by now my church is tired of me talking about the one time I I killed just about everybody on that drop. Uh, and and it's hard. Wait, it's, so was it was there just one death, or was oh, so you almost killed everyone, but only one? No, they no. didn't deploy their bags. They oh, were so oh, shocked. They all died. I I accidentally in trying to follow them chewed up the young boy with the propeller. Oh. And when the blood covered the airplane and covered some of the other skydivers, they were in such shock they forgot to fold their chutes in oh. time and all of them perished. Oh. So it was a fine mist of a of an of a, a, a organization of humans flying through the air like a cross. A plane is in there somehow, but as I say, silver lining, I got footage and I'm, you know, made about eight grand. Wow. Did you do now? What did you 8K. do in the what you do in the bathroom? Do you have a tub and a stand up shower? Are they together? Are they separate? I I, I well, I didn't want to mention it. It's a little taboo. I didn't. I did put in a new tub and a new oh. shower head, yeah. and I also got myself a Japanese bidet. <gasps> what is that? Ooh. Well, let me tell you. I don't know why we were fighting these guys, because they've got some great stuff, and one of them is uh is this. Japanese bidet and it's uh it's separate from my toilet it's a whole separate thing and you go on there and it warms your your oh, behind isn't that okay. neat? and it gives you a good shot of water warm sure and it really cleans you out if you, your yeah. husband uh, could have used Lance. that when he was oh. in the bushes oh he could so oh my take go- that train straight to my house well now I think that probably extends the life of your shower if you can keep your undercarriage kind of fresh oh yeah yeah sure. now I shower about once every two weeks because really when you shower you're cleaning that yeah right that's right so now I don't need to so much I just give myself a shot of hot yeah. as I always say. Oh, it's a shot of hot, <laughs> shot of hot. Yeah. And uh, continue on my day. And they say That's you don't awesome. need to wash your hair every day, that your hair can kind of be like, you know, I don't have too much left. <laughs> oh, I think you're a handsome fella. Oh, I didn't say that. I just said I'm bald as a <laughs> So now, Tim, I did notice you've got this, um, uh, you, you do have a, cane, uh, a sort of a, a cane that you use to, yes. I'm assuming to walk, uh, walk. Okay. Get up. Okay, great. And also, um, it, it seems like possibly to see, do you have some sight issues? I I do. I am technically legally blind. Okay, that's and right. have been for twenty years. Okay, so you still fly? E- well, yes, I fly with a, a co-pilot, and that co-pilot is God. Awesome. Isn't that neat? Yeah. So he's basically when when people say God's my co-pilot, you really that's, yeah. that's actually oh, that's not so a joke. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's that so is cool. awesome. Yeah, I that do. Awesome. I fly with him every time I get up in the skies. But when it comes to just landing and things, is that more of a feeling? For me, yeah. I mean, I've got about uh, sixty thousand hours in Cessna one fifty two. I mean, I'm always up there. That's so cool. Well, I hear it's all the instruments now anyway. I heard that the commercial flights, like the planes pretty much fly themselves. Is that true? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've only looked in there a couple of times. They've never mm. let me flown the dang things. Sure. But yeah, there's pretty advanced stuff in there. Isn't that neat? Yeah, I just have the simple one, the simple gauges. And I, now, when you get up there and you see the, the vistas and the sunsets and all that. What I can make out of them. Well, that's true. <laughs> wow. Isn't that's it? right. Well, you, you know, when you can when you can kind of, you know, squint or whatever you do, are you just blown away by the beauty of God being a true artist? He must have been on some kind of uh, bender to have created such wonder and beauty. Isn't that neat? I mean, when you're going over the red rocks of Arizona and southern Utah, oh. and you're seeing them spread out like rocky fingers, oh. red rocky fingers, oh. like the like the red red rocket that comes out of a dog, all spread out there on the ground, and the rain hits them and they're just wet and glistening. You have to just sit there and know that God is real and he wants you to see what he's made. Amen. Amen. Now, is that what it looks like? Because I do have a male dog and sometimes, you know, his thing gets stuck out. Is that what it looks like from the sky? It looks like a little... When it's been wetted by water. Okay. If you ask me, if you ask me, you can see a dead, uh, a dog's business in just about anything. Oh, wow. You know, that is kind of true. I mean, every time I see lipstick, I'm sort of a bit... I can see that. Oh, yeah, lipstick, yeah, a human that. tongue. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, snow, uh, a snow cone. A snow cone. Right. Uh, Chapstick. Uh, yeah, cherry popsicle. Right. That's been licked halfway through, so smaller. Uh, so right. skinnier, yeah. Yeah. Now, are you a dog lover, too? No. I can't stand them. I've always said, when God made the world and when he made man he made dogs to punish us mm. they're I mean, deceitful they're liars and they i don't trust them oh now, really? did that come from a, an experience or yeah it sounds like you have a story well I, i'm gonna finish off my clam yeah, chowder get it while it's still hot <laughs> well this was back in the 80s, you understand. Oh. And I was running, uh, I was running ministers uh, from uh, Turkey to Pakistan. Oh. Oh. So it, was, there was, it was called the, the, the Christian Railroad. The Christian Railroad. The oh. Christian Aerial Railroad. In the the Christian Aerial Railroad. The C-A-R. Yeah. And we were doing this from 82 to 87. Okay. And in eight, 1984, I remember the day. In October 2nd, 1984, I landed in Karachi. And I dispensed my two ministers there who were going to infiltrate the terrible evil Muslim world. And lo and behold, just as I was getting back on the plane, wow, well, I want to say 700, maybe 1,000 rabid dogs oh my. descended from the hills. Chewed me up pretty good and killed those two ministers. Oh, oh no. And I don't, look, hand to God, they were barking. And you know what it sounded like? Rah, 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 bar. Wait, uh, it sounded like, what was that? That's what they say. Oh. Oh, oh my land. That must have been so traumatic, Tim. My it, land. 
And now we got this dang holy war. Yeah, I mean, the Middle East is always just it's really just complicated. Struggling. I mean, so yeah, you try and tell me, Chami, tell try and tell me something different, but no, no thanks, not gonna happen. Oh, damn, I just think it's so right. neat though that you you're flying with uh, the Christian Aerial Railroad, the car. You're flying the car. I mean, it's a flying car. That's neat. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. And you and you're bringing you're bringing pastors into situations where, hey. Spreading the faith can be dangerous. Not everybody gets the opportunity to be in a nice air-conditioned studio like this, yeah. talking to people about God. Some people have to go to a dirty, dusty place where there are hundreds of hundreds of dogs that can come at any time. Wild and rabid. Wild and rabid. And then and the, who are going to say, and the dogs are going to bark things and they're going to bite you. Now, how, how, how did you get out? I just want to say, too. That you know, I've told this story before. Uh, usually at, at my at the rallies, I'll you know, he'll he'll get me up there, and I, 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 a lot of people say, "Hey, those are all wild dogs." You know, what about my dog, Flaffer or Jimmy or something? Huh. Well, I'll tell you what: a good number of those Karachi hounds had collars, oh, dog tags, names. So oh. they were they weren't they wild. were quote unquote civilized. They were trained. Wow. I, I hopped back in the plane. I said, Paul, Joanne, get back in here. They're screaming. They're saying, Oh God. Oh God, oh God, I'm being oh. eaten alive. Oh no. So, oh, so the dogs the, were eating them. Eating them. Wow. So get in the plane. Get in the plane. What are you doing? I had mags on, battery on. And I, I wanted to you know, get the engine going so we could take off as soon as they got in. Well, somehow the dogs had skewed the tail of the airplane. And as I turn on the prop, <laughs> I chopped Paul and Joanne up, sprayed them on the mist. And they were, you know, nothing but mess. I was so, oh, so no. the dogs didn't, it wasn't just. The, the dogs, dogs were biting them. They dogs were biting them pretty it. hard. Wow. And it granted the first. Real blood that was seen was due to my propeller, but it's just such it's just so such bad luck. I feel like that you that 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 two times when you're trying to bring the the word, yeah, that 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 you lose people in this way, yeah. It's just I, I just feel like you're such an amazing soldier for Christ that you can that you continue to get up there in the yeah, air to spread the word, on. yeah, uh, even though it seems like. Well, two, three people have been chopped up in a propeller. And yeah. 13 just hit the ground. And 13 have hit the ground. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it, but you know, you try and tell me what, you know, who's to blame for that? Dogs, you know, AKA the devil. You know what? To, I, you know what? In the New Testament, the devil went into those pigs and they ran right off that cliff and yeah. they drowned in the water. So, you know what? Satan could have sent demons right into those dogs. Those dogs, that could have been a true satanic attack. You know, that could have dog been. is God. Yeah. Do, dog is God spelled with the letters mixed up. And you know what, Tim? I really, I want you to just, I want to give you a word of encouragement, Tim, because I think that it's just part of being a pilot. Every single pilot who ever flies a plane, think about these United and American Airlines and Alaska yeah. guys. Yeah. They have hundreds of people in their hands and all those people could die every time one of these guys gets up. I think about that a lot when I get on a plane. Actually, I say, did somebody breathalyze this guy? And I'm surprised that they don't because he could be going through a divorce or, you know. There and, was the movie. Yeah. 
With Denzel Washington. That's right. He landed it right in the water, right? Yeah. Oh, no, oh, that was Sully. Snakes on a plane. Oh. That was Air Force One. Oh, Harrison oh, yeah. Ford. I like Harrison, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford and Denzel Washington and Sully. Now, and I Sam like Jackson s- did a movie called Get Off My Plane, Snakes. Oh, so, oh. right. I like the Den- Yeah, that's the one I like. That, I that thought is that a was funny Dude, Where's movie. My Plane? Dude, Where's My Plane is the sequel to Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, that, oh, that's right. I like that one. Now, that's one where the actors have to be smart to play dumb. That's so cool. Right. I love that. And I love when Denzel says, get off the plane, you got your snakes. Yeah. (laughs) Get off the plane, you snakes. Yes. Now, speaking of planes, maybe you could answer some of these physics questions for me. Physics? I don't know what it is that's making it work. So here's my question. When we, because I get real, I used to not be scared of flying, but now the older I get, the turbulence bothers me. I get scared when it drops and it bumps. My heart races. I I, I get sweaty. Now, what is it that's actually happening? Uh... Well, uh, you're going through uh, tough patches of air. Essentially, all weather is caused by the sun, something called convection. It's rising heat. The sun bakes the surface of the earth. Heat rises, and therefore you have a a bumpy patch of air. But, however, I also think that every time you have a rough patch of air, that is you being caught in the middle of the battle between good and evil. Wow. It's God pushing down and Satan himself pushing up wow. and they're just me, having a battle. I feel like that, that's such a great teaching moment because it makes so much more sense to me than sometimes when, when people start to get all, uh, when they start saying, oh, well, it's, it's just all the science. That's really just more confusing when you say, hey, actually, this is more of a metaphor what's going on. It, it's not even a metaphor. It's truly what's yeah, going on right here. You've and you got, can't have one without the other. You can have one without the other. And I just think sometimes the science gets confusing where you're like, oh, there's this, there's that. Hey, there's God. And then there's, there's things that are working against God. Yeah. And that's and how you fly. You know what? They might say that it's speed and lift against, um, you know, uh, weight and drag. But uh, you know what I say? Who made speed and lift? And who made weight and drag? Right. God. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. And yeah. you can even think of it as like God is speed and lift and Satan is weight and drag. Because the Satan is always trying to weigh us down by putting our sins in our face and dragging us down. Yeah. Well, this actually reminds me of a story. Uh, in uh, 1979, I was fortunate enough to, I was, I was in uh, the Ukraine. And these Ukrainian pilots kindly decided, hey, let's take me up in a MiG-21 trainer. Okay. It's a Russian jet fighter. Okay. And they had a trainer, a two-seat version. So I say, yeah, sure. Are you kidding me? I've never been in a fighter jet. Sure. So I hop in the back. And we take off. And there's a side story there. But we take off. We go around. And we're going through the clouds. And you know what? We go right through the clouds. And he starts muttering in Ukraine. I can't understand him. Sure. And next thing you know, when we're out of the clouds, we're upside down. Oh. And you know what happened? I just felt all the blood in my head go right to my eyes, and and I had what was called a red out. Whoa! I you pass out inverted. <gasps> and is that what happened to your your eyes? Is that why you're blind now? No, I was blind. I was blind. But I tell you what, if 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 seeing red before you pass out isn't a sign of say of the demonic forces trying to pull you down, especially your upside down. Think about it. Sure. Right, and then he turns right side up, and suddenly I can see again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that's a that's yeah. awesome. Anyway, we landed, and it was a it was a great flight. But the thing that happened upon takeoff, 
I was so happy to not be flying a propeller plane, but what, what we what happened was when we said contact and the started up the jet, a crew member was too close to the intake and he was sucked oh, in. No. And he was burned through the jet engine. And these things are oh. a rocket ship, you know, so they shot him out of the... And he was so quick, you didn't even see it. And by, we, could, we didn't have time to think about it. We were already just going straight up in the air and uh, poor guy. When we landed... I said, what's that mess there on the start of the runway? Oh, so that whole, that whole time he was there in, in, the, in the engine. And just for a split second at the beginning on takeoff, he got sucked up, shot right through, and okay. spread out everywhere. Wow. But then the pilot, when he landed, he had a, he had a nice moment. Oh. He had a nice moment with him wow. saying goodbye. Oh. You well, know, that's what happens with geese and stuff. They go in the engines, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's just awesome that you've been around. It seems like a lot of death when it comes to flying and and ministering through flight, but you're still getting back in the cockpit every time. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen about uh, 61 people die. It probably comes oh, with the territory, huh? Oh, yeah. It's They're not like you're an accountant. Number. You ask a pilot how many people you've seen die. Yeah. Most of them are in the triple digits. Wow. Oh, most of them are in the triple digits. You mentioned earlier uh, sweet and savories. What are some other sweet and savories you like to put together? Sweet and savories in terms of meals, what I like enjoying or making myself. Ooh, either one. I make a nice onion pastry. Ooh. What you do is you get those Pillsbury croissant rolls. Oh, I like those. You spread them out. Yeah. And you do a full diced onion per roll. You wrap up the onion in the roll. You bake it. Overdone, because I like it crispy. You put the onion in there raw, or did you already saute it? No, raw, raw, raw. Raw, 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 raw. And uh, then what you get is this. It's great, because you have this sort of... Black, a uh, crispy uh, ball, and when you bite in, I mean, you know, you put it on high for about twelve minutes. Those onions don't cook, right? So then you have just that crispy, crispy, you know, tangy onion. Boy, I make those every time at Christmas when my grandkids come over. Oh, they love me. awesome! They love them. Oh. now is there a prayer that you typically say before you go up into the sky? Because I know that the oftentimes there was the the a seaman's prayer, where the seaman used to say, "Hey, we're, we're about to go out in the ocean. We better say a prayer." Is there is there a similar airman's prayer? Yes, and this is the one we say in uh, Wings of Faith. Great. It was a little something like this. Oh God, Almighty, oh mighty God, please protect us. As we go up there, where to the sky, to the great blue yonder, where we will fly and be in the sky. So let us land safe and let us land true. Oh, dear God, we love you. And you say that every time. Every time we take off, every time we land, every midpoint in the trip. Midpoint? Oh, so when you're halfway there, too. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, how yeah. many people... has to happen. How many people do you have in the Wings of Faith ministry? How many pilots do we have at our church? Well, at its heyday, we had about 26. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, most of them are not here anymore. You know, a lot of uh, old timers. Sure. I'm definitely the oldest now. 
and um, most of them have met, sadly, some very tragic uh, fates. And uh, now there are three active members. You just think you would have heard more about these accidents. So, so they, so do they die flying? They died adjacent to airplanes. Okay. Uh, similar, sort of similar to the other people we've heard ex- about. Almost exactly, almost identical to the other people that you've I heard think, about today. You know, the cool thing and is... What the, the, there's really only two capable flyers, myself and, and Pete uh, Wanton. Uh, Marcus Dupree actually is uh, one-legged now because he was chopped. chopped. Oh. I feel like if there's one thing, uh, two things I've learned today, it's that uh, you just don't want to stand near an airplane. No, no. If you anything, you want to be in it. move on to mailbag i feel like with having a more senior member of our congregation you're going to be able to really dispel some wisdom you've lived a life you've seen some things so we have oh this person this is a good question this person didn't include their name because it's sort of a sensitive question here we go beachcraft 836 the airplane just overheard i don't know if the listeners can hear but there was an airplane that flew over beachcraft 836 uh wow you can do that just turbo normalized tornado alley you wow. did that just sure from the it. noise. I'm I sure hope that it. was picked up in the microphones because that was a plane. Macaulay 3 prop. Wow. Isn't that awesome. 2400 RPM. Here's the, here's the question. Hello, Mega Team. I'm a musician in Los Angeles, California. As you probably know, the entertainment industry is notorious for being a sinful place and taking innocence away from young artists. I recently found myself at a gig where I was around a lot of marijuana. And I think I may have accidentally gotten high from the secondhand smoke. I didn't like the feeling of relaxation or the way it made me laugh so easily. How guilty should I feel about this? And do you have any suggestions for how artists can be N-O-T-W, not of this world, in the sinful music industry? And it's signed, Cannabis Concerned in California. Wow, that is a good question. That's a great question. question. That's a great question. That is oh, a tough boy. one. That's Tim, do you have anything? Or All I can tell you, if you get caught on reefer when you're on the airplane, you're losing your license. Oh, sure. Really? That's it. That's it's good. done. You get caught by the FAA on reefer or on LSD or on magic mushrooms or on heroin or on morphine or on methamphetamines, or on cocaine, on on MDMA, or 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 anything else, your license is revoked for life. There's for a, no, life. a no tolerance policy. Yeah, wow. you know when you're thinking about being a Christian, we've got to be more like that uh, FAA. Right? There you go. We have to have a no tolerance policy, and so what I would tell the listener is not dissimilar to what. Tim is saying here, you live in California, you're trying to be an artist, you're playing music, and you're around these things. How about this? You move from California, mm-hmm. you move to a place like here, Broad like the Ripple, Midwest. Yeah. where you're not that where there's not any drugs. Yeah. There's there's basically no drugs in Indiana and it's not a problem here. And people well, just don't, the opiates that are killing people, but those aren't like what we're talking about here. Oh, I'd see I didn't even know about that. That's how little I th- I've, I've ever even heard about drugs in Indianapolis. Mm. So you just move here. You 
you can still play music and you can be an artist, but you're going to be around more Christians who are going to give a more positive influence. And if they ever catch you trying something or being around something like that, they're going to have a no tolerance policy. They're going to say, hey, maybe I'm not going to take your airplane license away, but I might take your guitar away for a bit and say, hey, you can't play this for a while until you think about what you did there. That's, That's right. what I say. That's right. It's hard to be in the arts because you're going to be surrounded by a lot of, um, you know, unsavory kind of sinful lifestyles. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of trash out there. That's right. And um, you know what? Specifically, to, you said you, you felt, you know, you did feel relaxed and, and you were laughing real easily. And I just want to point out that I think your heart is in the right place because by not allowing yourself to be... Um, uh, sort of intoxicated by that idea of feeling good and having fun by, by knowing you should feel bad about that. I feel like your heart's in the right place. So you know what? Feel real guilty. That's going to let, you know, God know that, you know, it was wrong, but then eventually you just got to let it go and you got to like put it at the feet of the cross. You got to give it over to Jesus. And you got to know that that's exactly why he died was to, to cover those sins. So you can move on. Hey, Hey there, cannabis concerned in California. I say, I say you're all right. Hey, I would say change that CCC, Cannabis Concerned in California, to a C-A-R. Uh, what was it again? C- Christians Aerial Railroad. Aerial, aerial Railroad. There's probably some, hey, if you're going to get high, get up in a plane. That's what I've been saying. Tim Middleman was played by Thomas Middleditch. You can check him out at Improvised Shakespeare at Largo in LA and on HBO's Silicon Valley. Hey, if you are around LA, check out Middleditch and Schwartz at the Will Turn on March 26th at 8 p.m. For tickets, go to middleditchandschwartz.com. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. Hi, my name is Caitlin Hempstead, and I'm the host of Lizard People, a podcast about conspiracy theories. Every week, I invite a hilarious comedian/slash friend of mine to argue their favorite conspiracy theory with me. Will they convince me that a cursed mummy sunk the Titanic, or that Avril Lavigne is being impersonated by her own clone? You're gonna have to listen to find out. Lizard People is on the Campfire Media Network, and you can tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pod media. Bye. Campfire.